Hi, I'm Erin. Hi, I'm Julia, and we are the Gesso Girls. Here to help navigate the world of art with the mission to inspire you to fearlessly share your work with the world. Hey everyone, we are here with Kat. She is an artist and YouTube video creator, and she lives in downtown Chicago. If you're subscribed to Kat Leapin's art YouTube channel, you can see her tackling everything from drawing, painting, sculpting, uh, spray paint, large scale street art murals. Oh, you know what? She does it all. So we're going to dive in today with her and actually a little side story of how I know Kat. Kat and I actually worked together in our past life. It, I don't know, Kat, would you say it was a marketing agency? <laughs> feel bad marketing design shop um it was a very design forwarder yeah. yeah but we actually worked with the same agency uh so that's how i know cat and uh we had both taken different ways in our lives and our career paths it's just so amazing how things come full circle and now here we are i actually had no idea cat like was this magical artist until i left the agency um so cat welcome and Let's just start off with kind of the most boring question, but we have to ask, uh, how did you get started as an artist? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, it's really exciting to get to talk about art and actually kind of be talking about it on a, a women's podcast. So yeah. I think, number one, not a boring question. I think it's a great question <laughs> and everyone answers it differently, right? Sure. I would say, man, I don't know, from the time I was very, very little, I definitely had a leaning toward visual arts. It was just, you put anything in my hands. Like my mother can tell you, she caught me running down the hallway doing like a mural with a huge Sharpie <gasps> marker. Um, I think when Fantastic. I was like four, you know, Abstract. right. Yeah. And she's just like, no, I mean, it, you didn't keep it to paper or the coloring book where you were supposed to. So you decided, Hey, first I've ever got a mural. blank wall. <laughs> yeah. I've got a blank wall. I'm going to do a mural at four. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say I was always drawing, I was always doing uh, watercolor, whatever it was. And a lot of times it was like, I would kind of whisk away into my room and shut the door and do things quietly on my own and be my oddly introverted yet extroverted mm -hmm. self. Um, it's a lot of artists. Yeah. 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 We're kind of split down the middle sometimes. Awesome. So say. when we were at the agency, I, Kat was on the account side and I was on the design side. And that's what I find so fascinating. That's what I kind of want to know when you kind of decided to shift into a little more of the creative space. Right. Yeah. Actually, um, taking it back, just like when I went to school, I actually went to school for art. I got my BFA from Bradley University, the Slane College of Art and Communication. So I mm -hmm. left there and I actually started as a graphic designer. I did Fun graphic fact. design. Yeah, I did graphic cool. design for about... 12 years. I mean, I was, I was a creative director by the time that I decided, okay, I'm going to sell my soul and go to the account side. Um, I don't know if you sold your soul. I think I sold my yeah. creative director too. So don't worry. Yeah. Right. Fine art is very different than yeah. agency art and graphic design. 100%. Um, different mindset, different purpose. So it could be completely fulfilling to one person and a nightmare to the next, right? I think it was one of those things where at the time it was like, this is great. I get to do art. I'm making money doing it too, right? I graduated from college in 05 when nobody was hiring. Mm -hmm. Like the economy mm -hmm. just tanked. So being able to get a job as an artist doing graphic design, I was just like, Huge. this is sweet. I got my yeah. first, I, I can't remember what it was. Like for my first two weeks of work, I think I made like 
$800 or something. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go buy a Bose speaker. Like I was so excited. right? (laughs) So anyway, just kind of like working the way up through the ranks. I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know, design is great, but I'm like, I was starting to have um, questions and thoughts and suggestions around strategy. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, okay, I kind of want to start learning more of that side. And that was sort of what prompted my transition over into the account end of agency work. Mm -hmm. I did that for, what would that be for? Actually, I'm still doing it part-time. So over five years, Mm -hmm. five and a half years now, I've been on the account side. And I think, honestly, I got to the point doing it full-time where I just reached the level of like complete burnout. I think it was one of those things where I wanted to learn it. I felt like I had gotten to a point where I'm like, I feel comfortable with the business side. I'm not a salesperson by nature. And I think that is definitely a component of being an account person. Even if it's not outside sales, like hard sales, it's definitely inside sales continued business. It's always something that's on your mind. Dealing with budgets, dealing with money, they're all really great things to know. And they're extremely beneficial to um, my life as being an artist as well. I was going to say, I'm sure it's really helpful. Yeah. When your heart's just not totally in it, I I think you kind of get to a point where you're like, I really want to go back to... I think what I had originally intended for myself and, you know, at three years old running down a hallway, it's like, I think I knew what I was supposed to be doing. You're a painter, but what medium are you? Do you do acrylic or you oil? Or... Yeah, um, I would, you know, in school, I actually did a lot of oil and then I kind of started to transition more into acrylic. Now I'm doing a lot of acrylics on canvas. I think oil is great for all the blending. And if you're mm-hmm. looking for that depth and the richness of the color and everything I mean you can achieve great color with acrylic too but just like I don't have the patience for the dry time nope me neither (laughs) and if you overwork it which I tend to layer and want to keep touching and working like I can't sit and wait two weeks for something to cure to be able to like go back on top yeah a lot of it is just speed and I gotta keep working (laughs) yeah I I relate wholeheartedly oh 100% and I know zero patience Julia also paints on wood panel. Is okay. that what you yeah. paint on too? I think I saw you uh, doing some behind the scenes. Oh, the wood panel. Yeah, that was actually, um, I was repurposing a, a wooden wine gift box that I had received. Oh, um, oh sanded, nice. Sanded it down and hydro dipped. So is that similar to the liquid, like the acrylic pouring paint? Is that similar? Yeah, I mean, like you kind of get that same like psychedelic swirly outcome marble outcome yeah actually with the hydro dipping you have to have like a huge tub of water um and hydro yeah exactly yeah and you like put borax Mm -hmm. in there and then you use like oil-based enamel paint and actually dip your piece in there so it kind of like what's the best way to say it it almost like laminates from the water onto your piece like around the piece so even if you have weird shapes and stuff like it'll flow up onto it industrial maker he's got a youtube channel here uh he's located in chicago um he was actually hydro dipping guitars that he was building so oh yeah and he they're, they're really neat if you check out his channel um he's got all these really awesome electric guitars that he's hydro dipped and they they're stellar but anyway so he was messing around with it and was just like hey come on over let's play around with this and I'm just like okay this is cool like it's yeah it's definitely something that's really interesting to watch from like a viewer perspective oh, yeah. right 
because there's such a transformation that happens. Mm-hmm. It's um, beautiful watching those. Yeah, yeah, it can be really cool. And yeah, I, I mean, I would say for the most part, he kind of, he figured out a lot of the technique and then I sort of learned from him and maybe I improved on the color palettes a little. Your artwork is so playful and and I would say animated. They appear to have like their own life. I almost feel like they're gonna jump out of the wall or jump out of the canvas. What has made you bring those characters to life? Is there a story behind them? I believe, is it an octopus or am I mistaken? Is it a squid? I was like, I don't know all my animals, but. Yeah. <laughs> but what it, I've noticed that that's a very prominent character that you tend to paint in multiple ways and it's so vibrant and just would love to learn a little bit about them and also. Do they have names? Oh, do they have names? Do you name them? <laughs> I um, would. <laughs> well, my my sister actually. Na- I feel like a lot of like people that I know end up naming my mm-hmm. pieces. I have the worst That's time so trying funny. to name Julia. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is what I told Erin. I think I'm gonna hire her to name my paintings for me because I cannot do it. it. I don't know what it is. I'm like Erin. That's the like the advertising nature in you. But well, I think I, I missed. I wasn't in line when they were handing out the talent for naming pieces. Um, I think so. it's when you get really connected to it. I think there could be make it harder. So whereas it's really perspective and how you can tell a story with art. And I think that's also a lot of artists really love when it's, it's not what I name it, but it's what you name it. Cause I think that's everyone interprets stuff so different. And I think that's, what's really fascinating. I don't know. I think a lot of times I don't necessarily go into a piece with a huge story or a lot of meaning behind it necessarily. I think naming it where it's just like dance of the lilies on a still pond. Like I just, it doesn't (laughs) like fine, but it has nothing to do with why I made the piece probably for the most part. I don't know. You can tell me how, how you feel about it. I know you're doing, especially like with commissions, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh me. Yeah. 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 No, it's difficult. No, I don't. Especially actually when I have a commission piece, I, I really don't name it actually. Because it's usually something, you know, so personal to them that mm-hmm. I feel weird naming it. For example, I just did a, uh, a painting recently. It was a peonies and it was really big and it was for this person. In particular. It's kind of a sad story. Her, her mom is um, in the process of passing away. She has cancer and it's her favorite flower. Aww. So like, so in that regard, yeah, like, no, I, I typically don't name commissions ever. And then in my own stuff, I usually just call it what it is. Sunflowers, <laughs> you know, whatever. Right, yeah. Whatever it is. And then, because yeah, for me, it's, it's not really a about that it's more about the feeling it evokes and maybe you know Aaron could give me a lesson because I'm sure that having a name to it might evoke different feelings that I want so it would influence it's it's difficult it would I think that there are times on your goals (laughs) right yeah Mm -hmm. they don't need names you guys (laughs) they don't no I mean I have friends that are like you know improv comedians like that's how octa skulls came out right for Mm -hmm. my oh my painting with the the two skulls and the octopus Julie and I have been talking a lot about as an artist and society and taking leaps and taking risks that we tend to overthink things Mm. and we need some sort of elaborate story of the back like deep story of it and I think that comes down to like you don't have to have a deep story it doesn't make you unsuccessful doesn't make it any less worthy like and I think that's something that people need to realize when you go to your canvas or whatever art medium you don't have to have this big grand gesture that you're doing you can just put your 
passion and soul and do it without sometimes it having. can just be because it's fun, fun. you know exactly because yeah, sometimes half the stuff I, do it. I paint i'm like i just think it'd be fun to paint that and the meaning comes through the process itself you know of, of doing it well and if it's not fun why are we doing it right that's yeah, exactly. that's my whole thing i'm just like if this becomes a chore and terrible and why why just why even keep doing it like aaron to your point about talking about like my account background it's like I think I spent enough time Mm -hmm. doing stuff that really wasn't fun it just wasn't something that I loved right and I think at the end of the day making the switch to art I'm like this gets to be of me I get to decide what I do every day if I don't want to paint something I'm not going to paint it like I'm not a Mm -hmm. still life person I don't want to do landscapes it's just not me and um if I want to do a squiggly octopus with one eye and, you know, drinking out of a baby bottle, like, great. Like, that's how I feel that day. And I think I think that's good. And there's going to be somebody else out there that's going to be like, that's badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's going to love it? Exactly. To trust that, like, someone is going to gonna vibe with the crazy thing that you decide to paint that day that's awesome. right well and the other luxury that you get i mean if if your sole income is not on art which mine is not right now i'm part-time you kind of get to play the like take it or leave it game right i get yeah. to do what i want and if somebody loves it great buy it if you don't that's fine too <laughs> you know I'm, yeah. I'm okay it is it's so difficult because i do i do a lot of commissions and that is it's something that i enjoy sometimes it's really tough you know because once again it is like it's not like a, unfortunately a, t- a take it or leave it situation it's like you know they have something in their head that they want and i have mm-hmm. to try and like get it out of their head and put it on the canvas then i think i've gotten to a point where a i trust myself that i also think that there's an amount of trust that they have to have in me too, like to know that like, I'm going to, you know, interpret this however I see best. And that's why they're paying me to do it. And also, yeah, I think I try to make it fun for myself too, where I'm like, okay, this is like me exploring a different, a different topic. I may otherwise never think to paint, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I try to think of it more as like a challenge rather than, oh, I'm forced to do this and it's chore because I have to, to make money or whatever. Because I think there's, there's a lot of different ways to do it and sometimes you can use commissions as just like fun prompts. absolutely if that makes yeah. sense yeah but i think also too it's like you have to be honest with yourself like if someone asked you to paint a landscape you know or if someone asked me to paint a squiggly octopus i probably would say no talk, go talk to my friend cat you know yeah exactly you want a flower right. Yeah. Julia is your girl. Yeah, you want a flower, you can talk to me. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's why there's, that's what's great. It's like, there's so many other artists out there who can do that. So like, if it's not in line with you, it's like, well, I have a friend out there who does that all the time. So go see her. I think everybody kind of wants to establish a style. I think regardless of what you're painting, you probably have some kind of style that you fall back to for the most part. Even if I were to receive a, a commission or just, you know, a request for something, my answer right now because I'm trying to establish a style that I can be known for is I think this idea is really great as long as it can be in my color palette and it's using Mm -hmm. the style that I'm working in right now let's talk if they're like I want a hyper realistic family portrait done in oil (laughs) and I need you to finger paint it I'm gonna be like I just you know 
I'll do the finger paint part, but like no. I've got I've got a girl yeah. named Julia that I know. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> yeah, so you'd probably not. be like no, yeah. yeah, no, no. I'll send her. I'll send her somewhere else. Send her to me. No. Just keep. We'll keep passing that commission down. I'll the line. just take yeah. a photo. At that we all we all break out the artist telephone tree and start directing them. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh god, who do we, um, who do we know? And then it ends right. up with a photographer. No, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that yes, there you go. I think it is important. If you're trying to create a brand, and this is kind of going back to working for a branding firm for years, you learn these things. If you're trying to create a brand, create a style that people are going to start recognizing you for. And Mm -hmm. then if you do start getting requests, they just need to be able to fold in within that style. And typically, if you're getting known for stuff, people want it in your style anyway. Yeah. So I think, Julia, that's kind of where your... That was what I was trying to say. ...has come to. Yeah. I used to really dread it because people would ask me, because they didn't know my style yet, they'd be like, oh, could you paint a super realistic family portrait? Because they wouldn't know better. They wouldn't know that that's not what I can do or what I want to do or what I typically do. But once you start, like you just said, so more eloquently than I did, once you start to get known for a style, people start to come to you for that, but you have to continue to reinforce it. So Kat, what would you say is kind of one of your biggest challenges or hurdles you faced as an artist? So I would say... From, okay, so I graduated college, I'm going to date myself here, in uh, 05. Uh, I think like Facebook was just starting when I was finishing college. I don't think we had screaming dial-up anymore, but it was not too far off of that. So I think being able to market yourself as an artist was extremely difficult until yeah. like now when we've got Instagram, we've got... I mean, Facebook is still around, obviously, but YouTube, YouTube has been huge for me. Just the number of eyes that you can get in front of, it's so hard to get noticed. Before that, it was like, okay, I graduated and I was like, I really want to be able to sell art. How the heck do you do that? I mean, I was doing like art shows, like um, Rockford has an art scene. Like I was living in Rockford after I graduated college. So I did that for like four years. I think I sold one painting. The entire time. Julia uh, a lot jumped of... out of school in a similar way. Oh my gosh. Went right into I, art. Yeah, I had no idea where to start, honestly. Like, how do you get in a gallery? I'm still not in a gallery, by the way. But anyway. That's one of my goals. <laughs> Before I die, I'm going to have a gallery show. Me too. Well, yeah, good news too. is my goal is to open a gallery. No. Great. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. You're on the phone train. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, going back to it, it was just like, I, I think I tried several different things. Gosh, what did I do? Do you guys remember Cafe Press mm-hmm. back in the day where mm-hmm. it was like you could put your artwork on mugs and Everything. t-shirts yeah. and yeah, oh, yes. mouse okay, pads, yes, yes. you know, whatever. Yes. I was like, okay, great. I'm going to try to have, you know, get my art out there this way. At another point, I think I opened my own store, like my own website selling art and like kind of like brokering art for other artists. But yeah, it was just like there were all these little avenues, but uh, I felt like nothing gained as much traction as what we're now seeing with, like I said, YouTube, Instagram, um, Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest challenge was just how do I get in front of people? Yeah. Um, Yeah. We'd love to hear more about like, if you can elaborate on the YouTube experience, because we have noticed you have a large presence on YouTube. It's getting there. I mean, definitely in my mind. It's great. Definitely large. Yeah. Well, I actually, um, I met the, the industrial maker, the guy I was talking about. He had been doing YouTube for about three years. And I think at the Mm -hmm. point when I met him, he had like 200,000 subscribers. 
Um, And we were just kind of talking back and forth about it because he's like a builder. He does like furniture and like Mm -hmm. lots of concrete. It was one of those things where he was just like, you know, you would be really great on camera, number one. But he's like, you have really interesting perspectives on how how you do things, why you do things. Um, I think people would be really interested in hearing it and just seeing it, like watching you work. So he actually kind of like talked me into starting to do it because I'm... I don't know. It, it feels weird doing my first Instagram story. I'm just like, why would anybody want to see this? You know, like, wh- why would anyone care that I'm putting this out there? I think there's so many people that don't do what we do, can't do. What you we take do. that for granted. You don't realize that yeah, right. you think like, oh, there's so many other artists out there. It's like, do you realize how many people have no idea how to even draw a stick figure? <laughs> yeah, you get insecure exactly. about it because of that. Right, right. But I think a lot of people see finished art, but they don't get to see the process from beginning to end. So it's incredibly interesting to a lot of people to see it happen. Again, it's like about watching that transformation. I think that's, Mm -hmm. it's really exciting for people to see something where it's like, oh, that was nothing. And then now it's this amazing piece of artwork. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's sort of, sort of my start. I was, I was kind of talked into it. And I have to add, that is hilarious. And she's got a great sense of humor. So you see a lot of that within your YouTube channel that shows your personality. And I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to. And, you know, we're all kind of Mm -hmm. quirky in the art world in our own ways. (laughs) I think we just really mask it really well, especially when you're like in the corporate setting for creative. But it's really cool how you can really show your personality through YouTube, which is hard in a static like image when it's just like, ta-da, finished. Even being an artist, it's not like, oh, that's how you do it. It's kind of like, how beautiful is that, that transformation? And I think people respect it on all levels from someone who can't draw a stick figure to someone that's painting murals mm-hmm. in the city. Earlier to your point, Erin, where it was people have different perspectives, right? And people are viewing for different reasons and get different things from your videos. So it's, it's really interesting, even in the comments, just, you know, like some people like hone in on like something funny that I said, and they'll quote me in a comment, you know, or they'll just be like, this is amazing. I'm so glad I watched this because now I know how to do gradients with spray paint, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not overly technical in any of my videos. Like I want them to be pretty light and easy to watch and, you know, not have anybody get lost while I'm doing what I'm doing. But it's it's kind of amazing the things that people point out and you're like, oh, I never thought that somebody would like yeah. get that out of my, my video. So that's, it's cool. Actually, I have a question for you ladies. So, and Julia, I don't, you might do this. Do you have um, a Patreon page? So I have been thinking about starting one, but I've been in intimidated or like unsure about how to do it slash manage it do you have one i do have one what is a patreon page so patreon Patreon, yeah yeah, is um basically a site where you can set up an account where people can um, become patrons of your art and donate um money to you monthly like your account is essentially tiered and you have different offerings at different dollar amount levels it's really interesting because I think some people are incredibly successful with it, but I think it's really all about how you position it. Yeah. I think Is it for I'm... people to support the arts? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but they get something out of it too. Is it like sometimes, by, by yeah, yeah, yeah. A Kickstarter yeah. for artists? Kind of. Sort of, yeah. I mean, like some people, 
they don't even offer anything. It's just like, you know, if you like the work that I'm doing, this is going toward me um, buying equipment, buying supplies, continuing to, yeah, studio space, continue to make videos um, better or faster or whatever. Like, it's kind of like your fans are, you know, helping Mm -hmm. you because they want to see you more often and see better and more content, right? But it's really, I, I don't know, I kind of like personally feel strange asking people for money. I have that problem too. That's why I've been like sitting on, I've like recreated my tiers six different times and I've yet to launch my page. I keep launching and then unlaunching it. The problem is I'll like read it out loud. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm offering them so much and they're only paying a dollar a month, you know, um, right. or something crazy. So I don't know how to like price it. So people want to pay a subscription. Yeah. So I, I would love, if I could find an expert in this, I would love to, I'd love to know too. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's that's something um, knowing that I'm trying to go art full time. You want to create multiple streams of revenue, right? And it, maybe it's like you're getting revenue from Patreon fans that are supporting you, which is amazing because that just means that they they love you and what you do, and they want to see more and more yeah. of you. Um, and oftentimes, if you're giving them a print or you're giving them a T-shirt or whatever, they want a piece of you. They mm-hmm. want something from you which is great. There's that. It's like you can sell your stuff online, right? That's another revenue stream. Uh, YouTube having ad revenue. Um, You start becoming Mm -hmm. sponsored. I know, Erin, you know about being sponsored for different things. Not Uh, art, um, but yeah. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. But I'll be honest, there's not a lot of money there. I think people have a really misinterpretation of unless you're like a Kardashian, you can, it's nothing you can live off of. Uh, it's it's great source. It's I mean, it's still like being sponsored and having money or even just being given product at the end of the day, it still saves you money. Even some of the most successful bloggers and influencers I know, they either have a really great setup as in a family member owns their condo or expenses are cut in a way that it makes it affordable for them, if that makes sense. A lot of people over glamorize that space of right. influencers and stuff don't I get think it wrong that's great to hear you can you can make money yeah but you're not gonna make what i think some people think sure you get a free trip but it's still not paying your health insurance definitely some of these youtube channels i think there's more success in those just because the advertising space that's where i think the money comes from long term is uh, if you have a website that people are going to and looking at that people will pay for the space to put advertising right and actually selling your art. So I, I think yeah. it's it's really a lot of people also don't realize, um, and artists too that want to do this, they don't realize the hustle that's involved. Oh, yeah. And it's not like you get to just sit and do one thing during the day. Mm-mm. I mean, there are days that I'm just answering emails and doing business, yeah. and I haven't even been able to touch my art, right? Yeah, and we were talking about that the other day. And how, I have many hard. days. Well, yeah. it's, it's like how only hours. half. Honestly, it's about like 50-50, like business stuff, website updating, sending out emails, documenting my work. It's like 50-50 painting and the other stuff. It's sometimes more the other stuff than the painting. Well, I mean, it's the number of ways that you're trying to create revenue and then also the things that you have to do for it. Like I I, I am now a video editor. Yeah. I'm a photographer. Mm -hmm. I'm on camera talent. I'm having to do many many things and wear a lot of different hats and it is exhausting so i think it's good for people to hear from behind the scenes that it's just like no this is not a cakewalk like being an artist doesn't mean i'm frolicking through a meadow like smoking grass like this is like very hard work (laughs) 
Yeah, it is. It is. It's honestly, I think it's more, it's rewarding and I never get, I don't get tired of it. You know, it's like I get tired, but I don't, I'm never like, oh God, I have to go to my desk job tomorrow that I dread. It's like, you know, more so like, oh man, it's just a lot of work, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, but I yeah. think it's, it's better when it's fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It makes it worth yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the thing is people need to understand it's still, you're still working for it. You're not just. And you can put in a ton hand. of work some days and then nothing comes of it. But you have to understand that it's like the long game too. It's like, okay, maybe this email blast, not, nobody bought anything, but I have to continue to be consistent and then somebody will buy something. It's absolutely. Um, no, yeah, absolutely. It can be hard to stay motivated sometimes. Question but. for you all. Is there... Okay, so obviously Etsy is for crafting and stuff like that. Is there a place that artists, like mural painters, you can just go and buy commission art or... There is. Art? Does that make sense? Like, so like you, there I is... Can, uh, what's it called? There is one. I'm spacing out right now. It'll come to me. It, it's a big one. It's, honestly, if you probably like Google search a platform to buy art, it does come up. Wow, I, I don't know why I can't think of it. Original art, like I, not prints. Yes, it's, like- it's it's original art, and I've I've I put my work on there once, and I, I mean, great. It's I'm sure it's one of those things you have to work it too. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like anything, but I didn't really find success on it. Okay. And I think they take like a decent right. That's usually like the case. percentage. Yeah. I asked so. just because. So obviously e-commerce is something I've been doing for a while and learning a lot of Shopify and SEO and all that fun marketing jargon. And I've actually been pursuing and looking into creating a clothing line. And with that, I've been doing listening to a lot of podcasts and how they were talking about like, Etsy is a great place to go because you got to go where people are already going. No one's going to go onto Google and type in Aaron Murray clothing line. That's not what it is. But you know, but I, someone could go on to Etsy and type in like joggers and I could pop up into that. And they also say, don't be afraid to post more of your artwork. This might be actually a great tip or trick to anyone. If you only put three pieces up, let's say, Let's say you have a hundred pieces and you're just like, I'm just going to pick three and just start with three and see what happens. That's actually not helping you because of the SEO system and stuff like that. The more you can put out there and the more you're tagging, the more likely you're going to pop up into a search. Sure. It costs 20 cents to put something up on Etsy. Sure. That kind of, it's still money, but. Oh, you have to pay to put stuff up on mm-hmm. Etsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, it's no. 20 but cents. But does it pay once it sells or it pays like you have to you pay You get like a monthly, um. It's like your monthly bill. bill. So it can come right out of your sales and whatnot. So it's not, I mean, for me, I'm like, it's not that awful. It's not, that's not that bad. I no. just didn't know that. Okay, interesting. So, and I think there's, if you use their credit card system, they take a percentage of it. There's other things, but the whole thing was saying like, put a bunch on there. And so what? So if you put a bunch up there, okay, $15 for you to put something to host all of it you're gonna have a better chance of having a sale because they were saying like i put five up here and i've been sitting for six months and i've not a single t-shirt has sold and they this expert was talking about how that's because the seo the search the tagging all that stuff it's just you you're in a field of two million other t-shirts so if you actually put more on there you have a better chance of being seen and then honestly that's how it takes off you could have the best t-shirts designed and up there but no one's seeing it so and instagram it's the same thing like it's just tough like mm-hmm. to get someone to see it unless your best friend is I feel self-conscious sometimes because I'm like oh my gosh I'm posting more than once a day sometimes I'll do like a, a real video and then I'll do a time-lapse video and then I'll do a post like another picture I'm like oh my god people probably think I'm so annoying but honestly people don't probably only see one I was gonna like, tell you that right most don't the algorithm is not putting all unless someone only follows you and four other people 
most likely yeah. they're not seeing it. I they're only gonna see one of them, and whichever one's probably performing the best, it's gonna it's gonna pop up. I had so. a, a, an ad agency that I was helping with their social. I did a strategy thing for them, and there was one day they posted like four posts at the same time, and I emailed them. And I was like, hey, just want to check if you did that on purpose. And they're like, I didn't know if it was like an automatic system and just saw like all these posts. And I'm like, save that content, like use it over the period of days because you don't have enough right now. And they said they did it on purpose. And, the, and then I was talking to them, I was like, that's fine. But just so you know, most likely you're going to notice one is going to get more hits than others. And they're like, what? And they noticed right away there was one image because more people started liking it that kept getting bumped up to the algorithm to the front where that so other do, one so was is it taking. not a good idea to post like more than once a day or is it a good idea spread it out you can do it all in spread one day but don't post like they post, but don't it, post it all at the once. same time oh yeah i never do that never yeah. do it at the same time but you're also doing yeah. stories reels photos i mean yeah it's not gonna ever make it like different hurt you. it's not just the right. i mean that's what it's, it's not gonna hurt you by posting them all at the same time just don't take it personal if one tanks and one does well so put yeah. whatever you think you yeah. want people to see the most because i was like oh, that was a great photo that they posted the other one was a little bit more brand heavy and it didn't do very well because everyone was looking at this flashy one and they're like oh it was like there's no wrong like like i always tell everyone like there's no wrong way in social media or anything but you do want to utilize it the best you can if that's how you're what you're trying to achieve yeah Right. Well, and it's interesting actually to do that just from a testing perspective. Yeah. I mean, if you have time and the resources to be able to test the types of things that you're posting, I don't know, Erin, if you've noticed or um, Julia, but it's like if you are in a photo yeah. with your art, you're more yes. likely Julia will to tell get, you that. Yeah. yeah noticed, I will tell you that. Um, I can tell I you what why. it is. I, I'll get three times the amount of likes and views right. or whatever. It is yeah. the algorithm. So. It's to avoid the branded content. I think yeah. Instagram was not made for showing you a Coca-Cola can. I love Coca-Cola. This is not a hit on them. Uh, but it's not meant for those website banners, like digital banners. It is meant for sharing visuals and creative and not beef sticks, you know? So I think that's the algorithm actually rep recognizes faces. So the selfie and stuff like that, it's automatically going to get boosted all the way to the top. doesn't even matter if you post it at the worst time of day. I've, I've explored this a lot. I always feel so cheesy, though, like holding my painting. I so feel so weird. But I'm like, I know I have to do it. No, don't, don't feel <laughs> bad about it. it. And Julie, something that I've noticed with a lot of people starting to do that aren't as comfortable with it is do a carousel. Uh, you yeah. could do, this is what I'm starting to see with a lot of influencers in other spaces do this so if you're given a product all of your product shots just tank because you're like here's this product and or you're just like it's just the product it doesn't perform as well so people will take more of like a lifestyle photo and then you slide the carousel and you see the product shot people are starting to do that yeah more. that's what i should start doing so even mm -hmm. if you like wore like your color palette and we're by it or use it as your backdrop and then swipe in and yeah. a close-up shot of it. It could be really cool because I think people like those details. And it's also then ends up not being the same me holding the frame, me holding the frame because then what is it? Take someone seven times to see an ad to actually recognize the ad. So I think right. that also helps with it. Someone may be like, I've already seen that photo. So I think to someone who's not as well versed in the art career, like they're like they don't they can't tell the difference unless they see them side by side right that makes right. sense well and carousels drive sense. engagement too yeah. they make people flip yeah. through so they're interacting with your post more than just a single photo and yeah it the algorithm and that's why videos too. are always a top mm -hmm. performer too 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a short video, if it's something catchy and it like does like a bounce or a repeat, that's Mm -hmm. kind of like eye catching. People just sit and watch it over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. And that just pushes you to the top of their feet. So I started doing time lapses not so long ago. I don't know why I wasn't doing them beforehand, but it immediately boosted my engagement so much because people, yeah, like they will watch it over Mm -hmm. and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very individual, but then like the algorithm is just like, well, we'll kill you. (laughs) Yeah, either really help you or really kill you. But like, how often does it change, right? Like, everybody's always constantly, like, even YouTube, they're just like, nobody understands the algorithm. They're just like, and it changes every. Oh, it changes all the time. And I can can feel it as someone who is constantly getting um, good engagement. And then suddenly there's that shift, and you're like, what just happened? Yeah, somebody turned the lights off. What? what, No, seriously. Honestly, I feel like that's what happened to me. I feel like this week, like, I had like a ton of engagement last week, and then suddenly this week, I'm like, why? Or my post not doing so well. Yesterday, and I was like, it's me and my dog. Why wouldn't you like that? (laughs) But you make a good point because I think a lot of us are like, oh, like, we yeah. really this was unsuccessful people really did people like not this. like my painting it's like no right. they probably just didn't, didn't see, see it. it exactly and i think right. that's like with the posting exactly. of four photos at the same time like it's not going to hurt you or harm you. you just can't take it to heart if you get a ton of likes on one and not the other because it doesn't it's because they didn't see it and i'm sure you can even look at your analytics and it says impressions and you'll see like only a hundred people saw it. Whereas the other one, it was like a thousand people and you're like, Oh, well, yeah. and if you thought it was a really good post, post it again in a month at a different time, exactly. you know, and maybe change something about it or don't and see if it makes a difference and just see. You know? Yeah. It'll make, if anything, it'll make you feel right. better. It might make you feel better. Right. Right. Oh, wow. That had nothing to do with me at all. It was exactly. totally about the algorithm. Yeah. We all, we all have to stop being so hard on ourselves. There's a lot of outside forces that cause things to happen or to not happen. And it's not all because of what we do or we don't do. So Exactly. Do you ever run into, I hate to say it, the trolls? Have you ever faced any yet? Or how do you handle that? Because I do think a lot of people are nervous to like, put yeah, their art people. out there. Julia said a quote to me the other day, not necessarily about my work, but just we were talking and it was, Julia, tell me if I get this wrong. You may be the juiciest peach in Georgia, but there's still going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. Yes, that was the quote. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And so I think that, personally, I think that holds a lot of artists back from sharing their artwork because they're afraid of that one person that doesn't like peaches. Mm -hmm. For me, personally, and maybe I'm a weirdo in this regard, but... I'm, I'm less upset if someone were to be like, I don't like your art because... I know that there's so many different types of art and people appreciate yeah. different styles. So if someone is just saying, I just don't like this, I'm like, that's fine. The part that probably gets me is where they're like, you are annoying or I don't like you. Like as a person, yeah. that's that's the part that probably gets me more so than someone not liking my art. Um, Definitely. But that's kind of part of what happens when you're on screen, right? They're seeing you, they're listening to you talk. Just like certain style of art might not be for everybody, I might not be for everybody. And you'll have those people that will let you know. The fun part of social media, and I think a lot of people forget this, is that it is, it's it's not a democracy, right? Like my social media is not a democracy. I get to block you, I get to report you, I get to remove you. yeah, I mean, yeah. why why should I have to take abuse from anybody? None of us no. have to, right? I agree. I I actually 
it doesn't offend me really at all if someone says they don't like my art because I'm, yeah. I'm used to that. I went to art school. People ripped my art apart. But um, yeah. story of critique. Totally yeah. used to it. Honestly, if someone's like, I don't like your art, I'm like, is that the best you got? <laughs> like, bring it on. Um, but I went on Instagram and I posted a video about how I decided to quit my day job and do art full time. And I got, it got a lot of views. I was kind of shocked by it. And I got a lot of random people who did not know me at all commenting and saying, like, that was a terrible decision. Like, you should never have done that. Like, and, like, things like that where I was like, oh, my God, these people don't even know me. And that, and that was far more jarring with people judging my decision to be an artist than it was um, them judging my my art. So I, I totally get what you're saying. And, but yeah, once again, it's not their life. This is my space. Like I can block them. I can delete their comments. Absolutely. Um, and they don't know everything about you and everything that you no. go through. They don't know your finances. They don't they don't know any no. of that. So where they think they can tell you that was a terrible or that was a terrible decision cool what's that based on yeah like is that based on your perception you know yeah Yeah, exactly that's what i find is a lot of people it's you know they're they're projecting they're jealous that like she had the guts or maybe she just had the the opportunity you know but it doesn't give us the right for anyone to place judgment on even cat something along i'm not gonna put these in your the words in your mouth but i think something that from your story it sounds as if it took time for you to figure out where you needed to be you didn't you jumped in as an artist then you pursued something else and pursued something else and it led you back to art again so kind of like i mean maybe you don't wish that someone ever said something to you but do do you wish that someone said to you back then like just keep going for it or don't jump into this lane or whatever well for me i don't know if it's advice but specifically my parents were very supportive of anything i wanted to do like they were they were never ones to be like, I don't know, art, man, you should go to business school. You know, I think they were like, she's going to figure it out. We have a lot of life years to live in our lives, right? So you don't have to keep doing mm-hmm. one thing forever. I guess if I had to give somebody advice, and I, I would not have thought this, like coming out of school, learn as many things as you can and be well-rounded. I know a lot of us don't like math. We don't like the business ends of things. We don't like talking about money with people. Even just talking to people can be difficult sometimes, right? (laughs) Do those things. I mean, force yourself into those uncomfortable situations and you'll get more comfortable and used to them. And it does nothing but help you when you get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm ready to put this, you know, as my full focus now I have all of these things backing me. I know how to run my business. I know how to talk to people about pricing pieces and getting money from them or like putting together contracts. And then, I mean, obviously just having confidence in your work. Like we were saying, like in school, you sat through critiques. Like yeah. those hurt sometimes. Oh yeah, I cried my first critique. Right, yeah. right. I'm just like, why well, is this after. person after me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually asked a professor that once. I went up to her yeah. after class and I said, I'm just confused. Like I wanted to, I was like, am I on the wrong career path? Am I that American Idol singer that someone needed to say, like, you're out of pitch? <laughs> Not I, going to Hollywood. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need someone just to tell me now before I get too, too into it. Afterwards, I was like, I just want to know, like, was it that bad? But she made a comment about being like, I'm going to push you because I know I can. Right. And I took it and it was really hard. And I shouldn't say maybe that was right after that critique. I think it was like two months of her just 
eating me to pieces during class. And I just, this woman was terrifying um, and powerful. And I was just like, what? I mean, I dyed my hair black also at art school at one point. And she's like, why did you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, you're critiquing my hair now too. (laughs) She's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to fit in. Because I'm I'm just out of being a teenager and yeah. I'm an artist and I'm moody and I'm gonna do this. Exactly. Yeah. I was My like, parents would else. disown me if I dyed it purple, so we're going black. Exactly. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's just like the critiques you learn and you grow from. I think a lot of people have also come across that in their careers outside of school that someone's gonna push you because they know you can do it and not because they want to destroy you. True. I think I think I mean, there's. Sometimes. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I think it's it, knowing the difference is important, right? Um, I think when you participate in critique more often and you get to hear critique that is actually valuable, mm-hmm. you can distinguish it from the people that are just trolls. Was it <laughs> right? Critiquing to critique, yeah. like don't just say something to say something. Add value because it, yeah. it helps us all grow as artists. So, do you have any exciting projects yeah. coming up that you're working on? Yeah, um, I'm working on getting a commission to actually do an electric guitar that I'm going to be oh, painting cool. the body for, so and cool. it's going to be auctioned for charity. Oh, awesome. That, yeah, that'll probably see the light of day in spring, because he's actually building the guitar. Yeah, he's like, I'm working on a bass right now, and I'm like, cool, when can I get the body, and when is the event? I just need to have time, right? So yeah, electric guitar. Um, I am. Oh, I've been asked to do a set of uh, prints that are um, tarot card inspired. Oh, cool! For a shop here in Chicago. So I'm working on getting the sketches ready for that, and then I'm actually gonna kind of put it up to my Instagram audience to ask which one they want to see turned into a, a full size uh, canvas painting. So, oh, cool. so stay uh, tuned, Instagram. Yep. I'm actually, I'm going to have a uh, fortune teller in my upcoming video. It's going to be a Halloween themed video. Uh, Help me select the the cards or draw the cards that I'll be drawing. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually an improv actor, so it'll be pretty funny, but I'm excited about it. So tarot is the next big thing. I've had a lot of people reach out about doing murals. People are asking like, hey, can you come to Texas? Can you come to New Orleans? That's kind of a toughie right now, just trying to navigate that. Well, my thing also is just like, uh, I'm not a large human. Moving equipment, you, you know. need help, yeah. Scaling, scaling walls, yeah. No, it's I, like a huge labor. I probably need help. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's kind of navigating all of those things. Erin's raising her hand. She wants to help. I don't really um, like heights, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Honestly, that's been the biggest yeah. thing holding me back from doing murals is I'm, I'm, I'm very afraid of heights. <laughs> not not into climbing the ladders? No, no, no. I actually like them because I get I get so tired of sitting. I feel like we all sit like the hunchback of Notre Dame yeah. and like draw and whatever. And it's like I yeah. like being able to move around and stretch. And I was a dancer for a lot of years. Ballroom. That's I was great. a professional ballroom dancer. Did you know that, Erin? No. Ken, yeah. I've learned so much in this like hour wait are you you're not joking you for real or yeah yeah my real my real life is funnier than anything i could make up to be honest what kind of dance that's amazing like traditional ballroom yeah i mean it was everything from tango waltz yeah waltz tango um rumba cha-cha all yeah all of it but i think that also kind of feeds into like 
YouTube is probably not for everybody. It's not always everybody's desire to be on camera or in front of that many eyes. A lot of people do art where it is really kind of like, hey, I'm just going to show the piece. I'm going to show my hand. And they don't want to be a personality making artwork. I'm kind of the other way where I've been performing literally since I was three. Like I was on a stage doing dance recitals. Um, if you asked me as a little kid, I was like, I want to be an artist, a dancer, and a singer and an actress. Like I want, I want to be those things. So wow, um, you've done two. Yeah, I was like, you're you're halfway there. <laughs> yeah. So I know that you love Halloween. Do you have any fun Halloween plans this year? I mean, obviously we are in a time of staying inside are you planning on doing something for your youtube channel and when i say cat loves halloween it's not just like oh she likes spookiness and stuff cat goes all out for her costume and i relate to it so much i think we bonded over this at one point that like halloween is our christmas or birthday it is it is our holiday um and i'd love to know if you have any uh tricks up your sleeve oh, i love that you said it that way because my birthday actually is on Christmas. So I was like, oh, that's the same day. So so Halloween is, yeah, definitely my, my jam. Do I have any plans? See, this is, it actually makes me sad this year. No plans, but do I have many costumes yeah. that I can pick from? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> if Stay I had my choice this year, I would be um, the Little Mermaid because I'm, I'm all set for that. And I haven't done that one before. So oh, cool. yeah, I got the wig and everything. Oh, you, you oh, do yes. like the makeup and everything too. Yeah. That's the best awesome. part. That, that's, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's I'm like, now, now you've got me nerding out. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you, I don't know if you ladies remember, but there was a show way back in the day that was like called movie magic. Um, and they I would like, I saw that it's pretty old. Like I'm was old. it a costume but anyway. contest, like makeup and costume. So it's kind of like what they would do for like the show face off. I, I don't know so I think that. that's what I've seen. Okay. okay. So this was kind of like the precursor to that show. Um, they would go into the trailers and actually show like how they would make all the prosthetics, like all the latex, you know, put it on people's faces. Oh, cool. They're like, oh, this person's been in makeup for eight hours. You know, it was everything for like Star, Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, horror movies, whatever. And I would just love watching it. And I was like, I want to be like a movie makeup effects person. That never happened, but when Halloween comes around, it I get happen. to, I get, <laughs> yeah, I get to make it a reality. Um, I'll, yeah, I do like That's the amazing. whiteout contacts and. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get to see a little bit of Little Mermaid come out um, in some way or form this Halloween. Yeah, maybe it'll just be on year. social. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that's what I'm going to do. Like, why not dress up? I'll just lay around with a fin. And I'll just I'll just be one of my on pa- I'll just be one of my paintings this year. <laughs> be there a, you go. A peony. But yeah, well, Kat, thank you so much for your time. It was great getting to know you, and we'll definitely have to come have you back on to keep us updated on your journey and your art. Yeah, this was so much fun. Thank yeah. you again for having me. Of course. This was really fun. So where can we find you? What's your Instagram? What sort of plugs can you give us for you? Yeah, um, for YouTube, I am uh, Kat Leapin's Art. That's the name of my channel. Pretty much everything is Kat Leapin's Art. Uh, Instagram has um, okay. underscores in between my my name so it's cat underscore leapins underscore art cat um, with cat with a k with yeah. a k yep 
website, catleapinsart.com. Yeah, you can go there and check out my latest projects. You can watch all my videos. You can uh, go see what I have uh, in my shop. New stuff is going in there all the time. So everything from prints to t-shirts to pillows for your couch if you really want them yeah awesome Octa skulls pillows for everyone yeah also if you want to check out my patreon it's on my website too so amazing awesome and if anyone missed that it will be in the notes section in our podcast well thank you so much again kat it's been a pleasure yeah thank you again for having me this is a lot of fun What a great conversation with Kat. We had so much fun talking to her. We hope you guys found this episode enlightening or fun to listen to. We'd love it if you'd share it with somebody else who might also enjoy listening. And if you could leave us a review, that'd be fantastic. Um, We love hearing what you guys think of the episode. So if you want to share on social media or DM us, we'd so appreciate it. Thank you guys again, and we'll be back on next week.